I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oi. The boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, and JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. The U-17s are at the half right now and are 2 nothing up against Puerto Rico. They win and they're in the uh, U-17. And the women lost 3-0, right? Oh, my Ugh. God. I skimmed through that and that was just a fucking nightmare. Ugh. Oh, they look terrible. Horrible. Buchanan. She got she nutmegged, got then pulled the girl down. Yeah. And she had someone behind her. Let's save for the podcast. Or oh, is this a podcast? Well, it's rolling. Yeah. This is a podcast. We've done yeah, it. We the the opening now. goal, opening goal as well. They're really slow to react. <laughs> Buchanan got burnt there, and ugh, yeah, oh, it was horrible. They Keeper did it for us, though, I think they did it for us because they know it's our, our Wednesday Foundation podcast, right? And it's not a very busy week, not much going on, really, right? So why not start by hammering Canada? You know, we haven't done this for a long time. It it feels good to hammer from a footballing standpoint. Um, but before <laughs> we get that far, before we get that far, JC has a brilliant opening. The following program contains violence, mature themes, Amy Walsh, chicken balti pie, nudity, Steve Chang, coarse language, a giant white torso, adult situation, and Jimmy fucking Brennan. Viewer and parental discretion is advised. You say Steve Chang. <laughs> <laughs> Wonga, you're muted right now. Steve, you're muted. So, so we, we all know that Steve Chang is my alter ego, right? Like when... <laughs> When I've done something right, it's Steve Chang. When I've done something wrong, it's Steve Chang. You know, just he's I don't Steve take Chang. a lot of credit for him. He's uh, he's a good good egg. Steve is he a good egg? Yeah. Have I, have I met yeah. Steve Chang before? Oh, you probably you probably have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah at a bar, know, right? Seven beers know. in. Seven pints in. No, you wouldn't know. Is is Steve Chang? Is he loud by any chance? Oh, he's loud. <laughs> <laughs> Does he talk a lot at, a, at great decibels? <laughs> Could he swallow the microphone? Could he chat a glass eye to sleep, Steve Wong? Does he regale, regale really inappropriate stories loudly in, in intimate restaurants with other tables nearby? Does Steve Wong or Steve Chang not give a fuck about his surroundings? <laughs> Is Steve Chang hated by everyone else at the restaurant or bar? Well, they, they, they're angry with him at first, but they learn to love him. <laughs> Yeah, there's a bit to of understand that. Steve Chang to like Steve Chang. <laughs> That's right. Saying. Well, the people go, why is that? And then I, then Steve Chang always seems to apologize and ingratiate him to the table beside them and start eating their <laughs> waxed beans. <laughs> Speaking of waxed beans, no. Um, so, does Steve Chang flip and flop with Dan Wong over the course of like a conversation, or, or once Steve Chang has arrived for the evening, he's there to stay? No, no, no. It's back and forth. It's kind of Jekyll and Hyde because sometimes Steve Chang uses Dan Wong's name in the third person or for first person. Oh, does right? he? So you're like, you're always confused. It's a bit of a Ricky Henderson thing going on. What know? was that um, old show um, with Tony Collette? And she was a, a, a schizophrenic, had numerous personalities. Sybil? 
No, it wasn't simple. That was simple, that was, that was simple Shepherd. No, simple Black. This is like within the last ten years. Yeah, like, I remember. I remember her in a show that was well, uh, well spoken about. It was really good. It was a great show, and okay. she'd be quite a normal a mom of two kids. I think she was, you know, wife, and then just hit the switch, and she had like six or seven personalities, and uh, they were all was one of them. Steve Payne may have been actually. They were all highly entertaining. So I, I enjoyed it. I'm all fear. Hey, is Kadisha Buchanan having an issue there? Do you think because she's not playing like Kadisha Buchanan right now? Oh my God, no! What are you suggesting? She's a schizophrenic. Uh, from, from a footballing standpoint, the last couple <laughs> of games, she's she's not the Kadisha that we know and love. No, she's one of the greatest not. players in world football, right? But she's had a rough one at the She Believes Cup. Canada losing three 0 today, by the way, to Japan. Oof. Oof. Ah, that's not good. I think I mentioned in the last podcast that I'm not sure what's. You know what's happening with her behind the scenes. It just seems to be just not quite there. So hopefully, um, whatever it is, she gets it right. What is form? Tell me about form, Jimmy. Like mm-hmm. you're a professional footballer. You know you, you you know what you can do. You feel confident on the pitch, but there are stretches. They might be within a game. It might be a course of several games where it all goes away somewhere. Where does it go? <laughs> out the fucking window <laughs> if, if we no. knew that you'd be able to fix the problem quickly. yeah exactly look i think the the thing is too once you you are in international football and you play a very high level it's all about consistency and you have to be consistent with your play week in and week out you can't have two good games and then go missing for four and then have another three good games and then go yeah. missing again it's about being consistent. Yep. Bang on. That's exactly it. Consistent and not making mistakes. And as long as you stay away from making mistakes, well, I mean, a little bit. Well, I mean, Jimmy's in the same position. Goalkeepers are a little bit more exposed that way, but same thing applies. You know, Jimmy's yeah. getting skinned like Buchanan did today. You know, he's not going to be uh, playing for Southampton much longer. And next thing you know, Gareth Bale's playing. <laughs> He's such a dick. Why does this keep coming out? <laughs> no, but but on a serious note as well, is that you know in in a match when you do get skinned and someone's running at you and they get by you, you have to think quick. You have to react, and you have to figure out how how am I going to adjust now my game? How do I bring them down before the box? One hundred percent, and fix this problem, right? You <laughs> yeah. just can't keep getting burned and burned and burned and think, "Oh, this is okay." It's not. It's not. You have to figure out and adjust the situation as quick as possible. And so does the coach, because if if that's the case, and you got somebody, you know, like Ryan Giggs ripping your fullback apart, well, then you're going to have to, you know, get some support for him somehow. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and tactically, and then and that's tactically. And then you know, if if I'm playing and I'm getting skinned. I'm asking my center back now to come across, help me out, or I'm asking my wide player to come in and help me out a little bit and stop the service coming into this guy. But what right. if they're out of form as well? Like then you lose nine nil. Then you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well just pack it up and go home. Nine nil is is a good example. <laughs> but yeah, you need a short memory though, right, Craig? I mean, that's the secret to a great player. Even even Leo Messi. I, I think has the off, off game, right? Has he? Well, not not many, but I mean, I'm sure it's happened at some point in his career. <laughs> yeah. Certainly early in PSG, but well, it's, think, it's it's forgetting that, right? And then realizing that you're still great and moving forward. I think that's different. I think Messi could go missing for 89 minutes and then just one minute just go boom goal one nil. Thank you very much. He's gone home. Yeah, yeah. Well, for you, Jimmy, was that case? Okay? Say you're in a bad run of run of form, weren't playing well, didn't feel confident, but would it take one? One great cross, one great run, one great sliding tackle to, to get that confidence back, or well, would it be more? Look, I, I always had, I, you know, I had some some good managers that that played the game, who understood what a player is going through as well in certain situations. And there's times in the game where, you know, maybe I've gave the ball away, and I gave it a ball away too too easy two times in a row, or and then I had a missed time tackle, and the manager would say. Feel your way back into the game. So the next pass that you get, make it simple. Simple. If it's a two, three-yard pass, who gives a shit? But just mm. feel your way back into the game. 
And that gives you that little bit of confidence and okay, yeah, simple, play simple, play simple. And then you start trying things because sometimes what ends up happening is, you know, if, if I mess up and then I'm trying to correct that problem and I try to play that spray that 30 yarder again, or I'm trying to play that, that ball in between two, uh, a fullback and a center back and it, to thread it and it gets cut out. And the next time it's just hey, relax, play simple, feel your way back into the game and get your confidence going again. And certain managers too really have a handle on the players and individuals. And, you know, if you're not afraid of making mistakes and they're, you know, they're not coming down on you, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's like, right. yeah, keep doing that. You know, you get, everybody's going to make mistakes. Don't worry about it. And you feel that they've got your back. And then you got other managers like my first one, Bobby Ferguson. It was like, if you let me down, you'll never play for me again. <laughs> but you what would though wouldn't you yeah i'm like what the f-? and then followed by go enjoy it mate this is the best time of your life <laughs> like really <laughs> but, but he had credibility with the team though still even though the, it was so contradictory yeah that was because he was bobby robson's assistant for years and he was a great assistant really good coach he just as a number one holy shit he with a target on his back he did not like that he could not handle it. He was at a golf course, private golf course, and he was absolutely convinced that the group in front of them were playing slow because it was him behind and they were doing it on purpose. <laughs> so he's like, oh, fuck it. So he's 150 yards out. He wedges one into the green while these guys are putting out. <laughs> and one of the guys is like, turns out, what the fuck? He goes over to his ball, and as, as Fergie's walking up, he goes, you touch that ball, I'm going to fucking stick it up your ass. And the- <laughs> So the guy, anyway, they have to hold him back. And it was like, no, Bobby, like th- these guys aren't doing this because it's you. Like he thought everybody was against them. The world was against them. Seems to be uh, a bit of a theme now. And now it's paranoid schizophrenia we're talking about yeah. on, on the show. He was in a, a taxi, taxi in Bradford and the taxi driver asked, oh, what are you guys doing? It was one of those Friday nights. The coaching staff's going out for dinner. And where are you guys from? Oh, Ipswich uh, Football Club, but uh, oh, and he said something. About, oh, they used to be good. <laughs> well, fuck, Fergie's in the back seat. He's got the guy in a headlock, like a full Nelson, in the back seat, <laughs> choking him out with his finger up his nose. You fucking wouldn't. <laughs> what is it with him and the fingers up the nose? That's more than. It's not the first story you've told us about That's him. Right? Yeah, the reporter <laughs> Dave Allen. Yeah, I'll show you fire in the bellies. And he had his, he had him like that. He had him by the tie. And he had his fingers up his hooter like that. <laughs> you know, uh, Jimmy. That I mean, seriously. Back then, it was especially early on with the British managers. They were yellers and screamers. You will get clips of Warnock, Neil Warnock, and, and they're brilliant. And I laugh at it, but he's absolutely slaughtering his players. He's oh, back yeah. in charge now. He's back at Huddersfield. Yeah, good yeah. for him. Good for him. 74 yeah. years of age. He'll keep them up, and they got a good result as well. Crazy. Day, Although I love it that he said, yeah, I'll take the job, but I'm taking the wife for a little getaway first. He had a holiday booked, and so he couldn't start straight away. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's priceless, that guy. But that, that style of management, Jimmy, it, you know young players. It wouldn't work now, would it? No, I don't think you could talk to this generation the way that they, they talked to us. Like I've, I've had all sorts of managers, some hard, hard man- managers that worked on intimidation. Um, I, the ones that I liked were the ones that just took the piss where if I try to clip a ball and it gets cut out and you just look at me and just stare at me and be like, the fuck was that, mate? Was I trying to drop it in? Well, you didn't, did you? I was like, no, well, I didn't. He said, don't fucking do that again. I'm like, all right. Well, you had Joe Jordan too, right? Oh, I had Joe Jordan, man. He Talk. used to yell at us and his teeth were coming out. And yeah. yeah. Spitting everywhere. And his oh, like, he, he, he had dentures, like false teeth. They'd be coming out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he, yeah, so yeah, he, he lost face. all his teeth, right? And I think he took an elbow or, or from, a, from a center back and he took loads. His face was all mangled, teeth falling out. And, and he had these fake teeth. And when he used to get wound up and start arguing, his teeth would be falling out and spitting <laughs> everywhere. And, and he was a big man. He was like 6'3". Huge. Monster man. And yeah, fit, yeah. like ripped. Ripped. As soon as Joe came in, everybody put their shirts on because he knew he would be just eyeing everybody. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm, I'm fucking 54, you fat bastard. Look at the status. And we're meant to win. 
Guys would be doing push-ups and sit-ups as he's walking in. Trying to lose it, Joe. Trying to lose it. Really? I mean, he, he stood up to Reno Gattuso. Remember that? Back in 2010. Oh, Milan, Spurs, and, and Gattuso, the hard man, apparent hard man, supposed hard man. Big skirmish, and he goes nose-to-nose with Joe Jordan, who's like, what, 20 years older? And I'm, just refused to back down. And I'm goes, telling you now, <laughs> Joe would have pulled his head off and handed it back to him. <laughs> yeah. I think Redknapp said that, didn't he? Redknapp said that's probably the biggest mistake Gattuso would ever make in his life. <laughs> I think it was, yeah. Going after Big Joe. There's no chance. He no. was a tough, tough man. Yeah. They made him from a, a certain type, cut from a certain cloth, didn't they? Yeah. I don't know if, if that's made anymore. I don't think. Maybe being old-fashioned. Steve Chang must have uh, had his few altercations with, with coaches over the years, or was it Dan Wong when you played football? Uh, it was Danny Wong, and it was weird because uh, getting called – there was nothing worse than being called out for inconsistency. It was the worst. By the you're wife starting, or by the coach? Oh, is this Danny's bedroom talk, or is this your playing <laughs> day? I mean, it's, it's, it's often good. Wonger, that was 12 and a half seconds. That was my ex-wife. They called me Wonger. Yeah, it's like, it, it's always good for me. Cody Wonger. No matter how long. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't didn't realize so, it was a time so no, tonight. So no high five. So no high five. <laughs> uh, hey, Wonger, let me ask you something. When you were playing, when you were playing football, and you laid somebody out, did you stand over them and be like, "You just got hit by Steve so, Chang, bitch"? Yeah, I, honestly, you couldn't. You'd get a pack in the day. Remember how strict yeah. they were on penalties and all that. You weren't allowed to celebrate anything. So even standing over somebody was uh, 15 yards. So what's the point? Yeah, you know, I that all because yeah. 15 yards on a on a football field is a lot to give give a team, right? Yeah. So I always thought of the team first, even though I l- would have loved to celebrate. Steve yeah. Chang would have celebrated. Dan Wong. Would oh, have. Steve Chang would have celebrated, get a 15 yarder, and then celebrated again, get another 15 yarder. So did you ever did you ever run up the score in a match where you're winning big time and then just going? I'm going so to take we were playing. Here. Yeah, we were playing Carleton University one one game and we were up. And it's not about running up the score. It's it's you just have to keep playing right, and you don't mean to. And I was punt returning, and I didn't get a touchdown, but it like ran it back down to the like their, their ten yard line, and you're sitting there going, "Oh man, these guys are." Hor-. It was like playing a high school team. My friend was on the team because they were from Ottawa. And he goes, we're, he was the leading special teams player, and he was the punter. He had more tackles than anybody else after the three punter. games, and he was That's the punter. Amazing. And Love he it. goes, Dad, I, I think my, my team can't tackle. And they were. We won 45 to 7 or something, or 45 mm-hmm. to 1. So you don't mean to. I'm sure you guys have been in the same space where you're up like 4-0, four, four and you're just pumping. I mean, Craig's had it the other way. But you're just pumping the other team, right? Yeah. And you don't mean to, but it's hard to hold back. What are you going to do? You're professionals, or at least trying to be, right? Yeah. Well, it's also yeah. important, though, too, as well, right? Goals, goals differential are key in in league style football, soccer. Mm. So when when United would put a nine past you, Craig, I mean, I'm sure they were criticized by some in the media for running the score up. No, never, never. Nobody was ever criticized. Never, ever have ever had anybody get criticized for running the score up. And I certainly wouldn't either. And what was uh, like a little bit different with that situation was its goal differential was important. They were chasing Blackburn at the time and the goal differential was was off so they needed to pick up that so it was like a four point game to them so it made absolute sense from their standpoint to to keep going and otherwise it wouldn't like ferguson would say take the pedal off it would just be you know it's like jimmy that you've got the game done you're four or five up at that point say you're passing it you're keeping possession you're not you're you know staying away from injuries that's why you don't care about running the score up really you're just trying to stay away from trouble at that point and if you get a score and you're having fun while you do but Nobody's ever mentioned running the score. But have you ever heard that, Jimmy? Never heard anybody complain about it. No, especially when you got a when you when goal goal difference is huge. So you have to you got to get the, the points in because if you come down to the the wire at the end of the season, and you had a chance to pick up another three goals, and you put the pull the 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 pedal yeah. off, and yeah. all of a sudden now you you lost. 
the title yeah. because of goal difference, then you whose fault is it? That's why they just keep going. Go, 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 go. And the same thing. They're just like, if you can't compete, you can't compete. You're just going to, sorry. Sorry. But it's interesting, right? I, I saw Sharms. Sharms was doing a homestand segment about basketball. So, fellas, Sharms was doing, I'm going to repeat this, Sharms <laughs> was hosting a segment on NBA basketball, <laughs> asking questions. And we know that in basketball, if you're up by like six or eight and there's 10, 20 seconds left, like fights break out. And now they're basketball fights. They're kind of like soccer fights. Same kind of bad fighting. Um, but you're not allowed to do that. So it's interesting in some some sports – I didn't know that you wouldn't get in trouble for running up the score. That's the first time I ever heard that. I didn't realize well, that. And also, Jan, when in basketball, if there's 20 seconds left and you've got the ball and you're up by 10 and some guy goes in and does a layup, that's a little bit disres- that's disrespectful yeah. at that point. Yeah. It's just totally different. Totally different. Now, no, I understand. Was- I understand. But if you're up 9-0, like you guys, and, and then Man U said, let's make it 10, that yeah. wouldn't have been seen as – disrespectful no because they're going for right. a title right they're going for a title so yeah. you need you need to have good difference there yeah. so in basketball it doesn't matter it's a win or lose right right yeah. yeah it doesn't matter about the points anything else yeah where our sport everything's counted for <laughs> if i went into the press conference and said you know i'm really you know disappointed the lack of respect for running the score up at old Trafford, they would have fucking laughed me out of there <laughs> Who was it? Yeah. The the women's team, the US women's team. Remember that? They they, they were smashing someone. Last few years, I forget who it was now, and they were criticized for like running the goal, like celebrating as if each goal was winning yeah. the World well, Cup. Who, who was that against? Well, during the Olympic qualifying in 2010, when we did that tournament in Vancouver, uh, they were playing against, I don't know, Dominican Republic or Cuba or something like that. It was 11, 12, and they were celebrating every single goal. And I I guess I was getting picked up the commentary down in the States because I had the former women's players all over me just like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's showing more respect. They should be, you know, upping their game and their program. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This team showed up with no boots or shoes like or shirts bc yeah. soccer had to give them two jerseys they don't like you you think the program is going to get better yeah like haiti the same thing here it was, it was giving them 200 to put in their underwear craig, because craig, craig, is, craig is right craig is right as well right because there's, there's a time and place like when it's league playing it's different and every goal matters and every goal against matters but if it's friendlies and you're up four five nil six nil you you do tend to take the foot off the pedal as well because you know the opposition isn't they're not good enough right whether it's preseason or what it may, what it is and if they don't have the goal difference if you're up seven eight then it's more you're playing and and you're being respectful where you score and, and well you and that but and I guess that's because you know the opposition's not good enough but you're scoring and it's about the celebration you don't get in trouble for putting the the ball in the net you get in trouble for running down the field when it's 11 nil, yeah, like because, you've just got the gold medal or because, won the yeah, because for, yeah, 100%. Look for me, yeah. right. You're going to, you're going to play against teams, um, you know, men's and women, and there's going to be certain countries that you could absolutely destroy. And it's when eight, nothing, nine, nothing, you've got to respect the game and you got to respect the opposition. You know, they're not good enough. They're there trying to compete. And there has to be a, a bit of respect for the for the game overall yeah. and for the opposition that you're playing against, right? Especially in certain certain matches. It's it's completely different. Like you can't be celebrating after 12, 13 goals. Well, here it is, Jimmy. Uh, 2019 World Cup, USA against Thailand, 13-0. And they were, they were celebrating um, each goal. And it was as if, yeah. what, well, they, they beat the record, I think, 12-0, made it the highest record score at a World Cup. But this is during the whole um, labor dispute for the women's team yeah. with U.S. Uh, soccer. And it really, I'm reading the story here, a whole bunch of stuff came out from this result. Uh, some some politician tweeted, here's an idea. If you win 13-0, the most goals for a single game in World Cup history, you should be paid at least equally to the men's team. Um, what is that supposed to mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we really out... Someone uh, posted, we really out here paying men more when the women's team just scored 13 goals and got the all-time record. 
Um, Jill Ellis. Um, she says, uh, running up the score and whether it was too ruthless, a part of me is sitting here wondering if this is 10-0 in the Men's World Cup, are we getting the same questions? Yeah, you would be, you, for that, you would be. 100%. Right. Just well, the, the whole reason why, and by the way, the Women's World Cup has expanded again. So they're going to, what, 32 teams? Yeah, it's going to be more of those We are going to see 10, 11, 12 nil. No, there are some teams yeah. in there are absolutely terrible. They're not ready to make that step, in my no. opinion, to 32 teams. But I don't think the Men's World Cup it should be going to 48 teams either. Like, I think <laughs> no, it's, no. You know? but, but, but what they've got to keep in mind as well, like with those comments, I don't agree with them, right, I, I, at all. Because you've got to understand the certain parts of the world as well that are trying to develop their women's program. You have individuals now that are just getting into the game. They're just starting to build this program to compete. So in 20 years' time, Thailand or whoever it may be, they're going to be competing against the States. They're going to be competing against Canada and France and England. So you've got to understand, like, everybody's trying to play a role and trying to play, play catch-up. You want the whole world playing women's football just like you want the whole world playing men's football, but you want it to be competitive and it's going to take time to get there. Mm-hmm. Like you can't take the piss out of it, yeah. right? Because then you're going to discourage people. They're going to, well, we can't compete. What's the point? I think what FIFA is doing by expanding it, first of all, I mean, obviously it brings more into the game and maybe some more money, certainly for the men's game uh, going to 48 teams, but it's, they're trying to push associations almost into embarrassment, I think, to, to up their game. The whole continent of Africa is way behind. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get women involved in sports in Africa is really, really tough. And they're finding, I think, Nigeria is the top ranked at 49th or something. That's a long way down, right? So South America, Brazil, despite of their association, although it's getting better, Marta, when she came into the game, was it was just because there's – women that are just playing football in the streets there. They put a team together. But as far as support, not a lot. It's got better. Argentina has recently got a, a league, a women's league, which is great. So they're going to make some steps, but they've been miles behind. And otherwise, other South America's, you know, pretty in bad shape. You know, they're a long way behind. So Middle East, forget about it, you know. Yeah, for, for other reasons, right? But yeah, it is absolutely playing catch up internationally. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's why, sorry, guys, I didn't interrupt, but that's why Canada had so much success really up until now is because, well, the U S and Canada where people where countries will give women opportunities to play organized sports. And we, you know, Scandinavia, North America. And for, you know, ironic, it was kind of weird because China, we were really good at one point too, but that kind of changed. They're getting a little bit more into it, but primarily they didn't want to spend so much money on one medal uh, potentially at the Olympics, as opposed to, the same group of people in swimming could make, you know, get 30 medals. That's mm-hmm. what the whole Chinese concept was. So they dropped the women's funding for that program. It's, it's getting better again. But, you know, otherwise it's where women have opportunities and went for organized sports. And that's why we've got that start. Even so, Germany, France, England, they've been playing catch up and now they're passing, right? They're passing Holland. Uh, you know, these countries in Europe are, are really to catch Spain, yeah, so it's, it's getting a, bigger for sure, getting much bigger, and it's going to be it's much getting more competitive. To yeah. compete and a lot of you know nations to compete. You know, it's the way it should be. Yeah. Though, really, you yeah. want more competition. Yeah. That's the way it should be. Look 100%. at Japan. I mean, Japan, their, their whole program, women, men, youth, senior, they play the same way. <laughs> they play. They unbelievably technically gifted, brilliant, yeah. gifted. Like it, they're just and they and they and I was thinking to myself years ago when the Japanese were way, way behind and they were just de- talking about developing, but they had funds to do so. They didn't think, well, we know what we're doing. We're just going to take it on our own. They went to Brazil and they went to England and they went to France and they went to Holland. They went to all these different places and they, they took with the, the best of all of it, mostly Brazilian <laughs> and, and brought it to the, the program. And that's basically how they, they've just, they've balanced it. So, so well, they just learned from the very best. So Canada leaves the She Believes Cup with two losses and, and a win. Not a great tournament. Obviously, there were distractions there. But now it's a we sit and wait, I suppose, until the next window in April and what might happen there regarding the labor dispute. Now, mm-hmm. March is the government hearings. There's still talk whether players and uh, officials will be called to testify. Um, we'll find out. It's going to be really interesting. Really interesting. And also... So- whether FIFA gets involved because any government interference, FIFA don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. 
even though I think it's a good idea. One way or the other, they're going to find out. And if they're asking questions and the CSA are telling them all the answers and showing them all the books, we're going to find out one way or the other. So I'm exactly show the open the books. I mean, really, there's there's no point picking sides really until you see the actual hard numbers here, right? There's a lot of accusations on both sides right 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 now. So um, yeah, we'll wait and see. Hasn't been a pleasant few weeks, but it will continue. Uh, Men's camp is in March. It's not far off, guys. They they can make a statement if they really, if there is solidarity between the women and the men, they can make a really important statement during that camp um, at some point. So, mm. anyway, to, to better things and more fascinating things, um, Real Madrid beat Liverpool five two. That was <laughs> that was fun, wasn't it? I mean, okay. So my wife and my kid are laughing extremely hard. I don't allow laughter at this time of the evening. No, it's a score line that they're laughing at. <laughs> <laughs> well done well done there jimmy uh five two my god up to nothing then they fell apart first of all what is it about real madrid and they're they they never they never ever panic and luka modric again there craig i mean he's 38 he's playing up against an 18 year old in bezic who's really good got a lot of potential but was just destroyed by the brilliance of, of that old man yeah, I was watching that when I was watching that. I was just like, Modric, man. Wow, I have to enjoy this guy because he's not going to last forever, but it just seems as though he he's, though, 80, he's, 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 he he's getting, he's Benjamin Button. Yeah, he might last forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but have you ever seen a guy that can just find space Oh, as easy as he does? It's genius. incredible, man. He's just always watching the pitch, knows where to go, finds the little gaps, the spaces. Just plays in these little pockets. It's almost impossible to to mark because you know what he does as well is as the play's going on. So whoever is playing against him or marking him, as soon as that individual starts looking at the ball, he's gone a different direction. So you lose him. You, you lose him real quick. He's always playing on shoulders and he's watching. He watches the player and he watches the ball. And the minute that yeah. if I'm marking him, I turn my head to look at the play, look at the ball. He's drifted off my shoulder now. So when I turn to look back at him. He's in another pocket. Yeah. He's so yeah. clever. His movement. So brilliant. clever. He's consistently like doing that. And he's never out of like he's never out of breath. Like it's like it's No, just, it's just easy for him. So he, he makes that that quick little move to find that space. And then the whole field opens up to him, right? He's got all these options and these yeah. brilliant footballers to pass yeah. the ball to. It just it just amazes me. It really does. I mean, Liverpool just looked really good for 14 minutes, then fell apart. The two goalkeeping mistakes I found quite amusing. Couture and, and Alisson. Which one was more embarrassing, Craig? Um, I would say Courtois. Yeah, it's kind of clumsy, right? Clumsy. But you forget about it when you end up, your team's come back and just smashed the other five to two. But you talk, you, you talk about didn't panic. Ancelotti at 2-0. He did not. His body language didn't change a bit. That man has seen it all as a player, as a manager. Like the guy has seen everything. And yeah. man, oh man. Well, he, he, was there, he was there in Istanbul, wasn't he? 3 0 with his, his AC Milan up 3 0 to Liverpool back in 2005. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the, the, the funny thing is when you're, when you're coaching and you're a manager, there's certain games when you're down 1 0, 2 0, you might look at your assistant and go, We are in trouble. Get the seatbelt on because this is going to be a, a roller coaster. And we're done. But there's other times where you go one nail down, two nail down. You kind of look at your assistant coach as well and go, we're all right here, by the way. You just get a feeling. Mm-hmm. Like you just know we're going to be okay. We, we conceded two or we conceded one. Silly, silly goal. Shouldn't have happened. But you can see that the boys are at it and the players are they're up for it. We'll be fine. But say that Liverpool, they're in, those, in that spell there, it was like the Liverpool, they're very, very best. Yeah. So I did actually think, oh, this they could end up scoring three or four quite easily. Like, I didn't see them conceding five, that's for sure. <laughs> no. Allison, there you go. Allison has been absolutely brilliant lately. Brilliant. He makes one mistake, and they, the camera is on Klopp, and you can see Klopp right away. It's just like, you know, like clapping of like, fuck, like, don't worry about it. Like, we'll give you that one. Like, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I, Christ, far, far worse off than he's me. been fantastic. But it's the same. I mean, listen, they, they won two games back to back. They look good against Newcastle, although, although Newcastle, you know, could have scored in that game and, of course, beat Everton. So the momentum you'd hope is still there for the league, but 
we'll, we'll have to wait and see as a pretty gut-wrenching loss, put it that way. Napoli looked brilliant, 2-0 over Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, just three losses on the whole season for Napoli. These guys could win the Champions League. I mean, how great, Jimmy, would that be for the Champions League to see a team like Napoli I surge? Think and I think it'd be absolutely brilliant to see Especially Napoli. when uh, Chorno FC took their best player, apparently. And lost Koulibaly as well. They lost uh, Dries Mertens, funny left. And they're better. They're better for it. Unbelievable. Do you know what the thing is, too, with Napoli? They're, they're walking away with the table right now. The confidence is just off the chart with that club. And it's good to see. It's good to see somebody different now coming in, competing, going for a Serie A title, and then making a run in the Champions League. You know, we've talked so many times where Italian football's kind of died off a little bit, right, with the big clubs in AC and Inter and, you know, but now it's it's nice to see, you know, a top club like Napoli with such history making a good little run here. And it'd be good to see them get to the final. For sure it would be. And I'd, I'd like to see them win it. I feel guilty, though. Um, Kvart Skelia. <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say? You sneeze? <laughs> uh, and this is my whole point, right? My whole point is I've been making fun of this guy's name all year long. He is like world class. He's one of the best players in world football. The least I can do is learn how to pronounce his, his name, right? It's so difficult. And I hear it pronounced differently on, on every show I watch or every podcast I listen to. They pronounce it differently. So someone out there of Georgian descent can please let me know how, what is the correct pronunciation of Kovacskalia? I would really appreciate it. Um, you want to play a spelling test? You want to try and spell his name, anyone? No. I think it's more like Vilia. Is it Vilia? But there's but there's no there's no V in there. It's Kavar, so it's KV. I'll, I'll forget the little uh, highly condescending and patronizing spelling yeah, test. Guess um, now. K V A R A T. So Kavarat. Then it's Skelia. S K H E L I A. It might be a common yeah. name in 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 that part of the world. I don't know. But he's, he's good enough that we should at least know, learn how to pronounce it properly and then spell it properly. Well, I think what's important is that someone tells us how to say it properly. So anybody out there who can Please. say it properly, just send us but, a voice message on Twitter or something. Well, names are interesting that way, Walter, because like, you know, a lot of Croats that end up in Canada, like Joe Sackick. Mm-hmm. It's not Sakic, it's Sakic, or, you know, we call him da- is Dasevich. We call him Dasevich. It's not Dasevic, you know. Um, no, you're totally Ante, right. Like- Ante Jasic for the Canadian national team. We went to him and said, how would your name, like your name pronounced? He said, well, parents, you know, you know he moved here, whatever, generations ago, and it, 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 they call it Jasic is fine. So we did, and we got hammered. People are like, that's not the way you pronounce it. And it's like, well, what do you what do? do you like, yeah, what do you do? You know, that's the way he wants it pronounced. It's like Phil uh, Phil Yagielka, right? I always called mm. him Phil Jackielka. And then I mm. got to interview him once and I asked him, and I apologize because we all call you a different pronunciation. He goes, I don't care really, honestly, but the correct pronunciation is Yagielka, which then I did. And then I got hammered on various social platforms by viewers. You guys, you're spelling it, you're pronouncing it wrong. It's like, no, I, I, what can I say? The guy told me how to pronounce it. Yeah. The uh, well, it even happens in Canada even more so because my name is Dan Wong, and they and they pronounce it Steve Chang. <laughs> really, <laughs> so weird, isn't it? So how how, how would like you pronounced uh, Dan? You beat me to that, Dan Wong. I was that close to saying that. <laughs> I circled it all the way back. How would you like to pronounce Dan? <laughs> That's the terrible. It is Steve Chang, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Hold on, um, James Sharman. That voice Thomas that you did, Yamas Sharman. Um, can you go back to that voice that you did? Which one? Uh, You're not pronouncing it right. I'm not pronouncing it right. It's my, it's my, like, it's my generic viewer listener voice. Can you do the rest of the show like that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Fuck. Let's get tired of the show anyway. City tied Leipzig 1 1. Inter Milan beat Porto 1 0. It's like bubbles. Freaking is stuck. not even on the bench. Well, actually, he wasn't on the bench. Not in the starting 11. That's really that? good. Keep going. Or- I think uh, I think you might lose people with that. 
That's a really angry shaman, that is. Barcelona, Man United tomorrow. Um, do you hear about this referee scandal happening around Barcelona? It's kind of crazy. So the, the, the chief of referees, who was there for like 20-odd years, um, in a tax investigation on Barcelona recently, they discovered that the club had made payments since 2004, I think, to 2018 when he left the position, totaling 7 million euros. So Barcelona paid the referees chief and the Liga 7 million euros. Now, there's no documentation as to what the services were for, just a verbal um, admission by the referee who said, listen, yeah, they, they paid me um, to give them insight on other referees. Yeah, it looks awful right now. So there's a full-out investigation looking into it. He hasn't since come out, apparently. And, and when, when they stopped paying him in 2018, when he left the job, he said, essentially, you shouldn't do that. You should keep paying me. Otherwise, I can make things very awkward and uncomfortable for you. So he's bribed him. Seems what does that, that way, yeah. mean? What does that mean? But regardless of whether what they did was right or wrong, I mean, optically, how awful does it look? Doesn't look good, Charms, I'll tell you. That, that. is brutal. That's a, that's a difficult one to try to get around. I mean, remember the NBA went through this with our, the referee down there. Donahue. Donahue? Yeah, Dottie, right? Yeah. yeah. Donahue, Donahue, yeah. Donahue, yeah. So the NBA actually did a pretty good job at damage control because they sort of sold it as this rogue referee. But in fact, there was an investigation on many more referees, but that all just kind of went and away. And some players, right? And some players, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the NBA danced around that pretty well. This is a tough one. This yeah, is it's, a tough it's one. really, I mean, that's a lot of money, right? Seven million euros just for like consultancy, essentially. And, and I mean, is it okay? I mean, let's say there were, there's no. no match fixing, for example, right? Although apparently one referee has now since come out and said that this guy did try and uh, pressure me to fix a match once, but who knows about that? But yeah, you're right, Craig. There's no right way to look at this. There's no explanation that makes it okay for a club to pay a referee's chief money for anything, yeah. Yeah. even paying well, their own house. Even that that referee in the NBA claims he never threw a game. To this day, he still says he doesn't throw, didn't throw a game. Crazy. Well, he just he, he won seventy percent given information on the games, but it's bullshit. Did you ever think that a, a referee was on the take any of your games in over the course of your career? In CONCACAF? CONCACAF. Fuck. Honestly, my dad was – somehow my dad got full access at the Commonwealth Stadium for a game and we got screwed on it. Like it was it blatantly just fixed. And, yeah, he went after the referee actually in the dressing room. Well, it was bad. It was bad. This is when you were. This is when you were thirty-three years old. Your dad's seventy-five. Yeah, dad, stop embarrassing me. Stop shaking your fist. Fights. Oh man, Crazy. you gotta um, remember. You gotta remember who's in charge when me and Jimmy, right? Let's the FIFA. What was it? FIFA exposed or something? They had that documentary. Yeah, that's not even half of it. That's not even half of the shit they were pulling. And everything they said they put on that documentary, we knew twenty years ago. 25 years ago. That's what makes it even more galling, right? You knew about this. People knew yeah. about it and nothing was done. Nothing Listen, was done about it. It was so bad. It was ridiculous. Chuck, if you could go back and take all the calls that they make and yeah. everything about it, you just. Jack Warner, it Seth was Bladder, they're all the Gold Cup. They tried to screw us all the way through that tournament. Hey, Chuck Blazer, Chuck Blazer sorry, yeah, Chuck Blazer, he had lots of cats, didn't he? He had a separate apartment for his cats. Yeah. So before you start pointing fingers, Craig. <laughs> well, you're in the same yeah. apartment. <laughs> Chuck could afford like three apartments because he was dipping into the the money. Craig, Craig always feels bad about it, having a, a cat full of uh, an apartment full of cats because he feels bad for the cats. And then I always have to go, but you live there too. <laughs> and you're bigger than the cats. It's okay, guys. Teddy, don't worry about it. Don't let him hurt your feelings. Is, is Teddy Peter, fat? You're fat, yeah. but you're P-H-A-T, babes. Is, is Teddy the fat one? 
No. He's getting who's, fatter, but he's a PH. Who's the F eighty one? Who's the the real fat one? What's her name? What's Charlie. Her name? Charlie. Where's Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> right now? In the same place she is. She's been dead since he came ditch. back from California. <laughs> yeah, hasn't moved since for two weeks. Yeah. I don't know why she I actually, haven't had to feed her. She <laughs> wants me to bring the food to her now so she doesn't ever have to get up. Oh, my God. I think when the time's up, I think you should take her to the taxidermist. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the whole time. What is, <laughs> what's spot. her name again? What's her name again, Craig? Charlie. 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 So, you know, Charlie is basically the, the fat dude. Saying way for thin and Monty Python, way for thin. Way for thin mint. Yeah, it's Mr. Creosote, isn't it? Pardon, Mr. Creosote. Yes, he's called Charlie. No, I'm just saying that's what the cat says to Craig. Oh, I see. Okay, hey Craig, Dad, Dad, one with a thin mint. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, the waiter said that. That's Mr. right. Mr. Creosote goes, I want it all in a bucket. <laughs> right. <laughs> So Charlie is actually Mr. Career. So Craig right. is is the waiter who says, "Hey Charlie, one weather thin mint. Can I interest you in one weather thin mint? It Very is so weather thin. You've got all your accents out tonight. I know I've got to leave soon, by the way. So you guys can keep right. talking if you want, but I've got to head out and like. Yeah, no, we'll minutes. finish it off. Um, any any Wonga's mail sack? There is. I just wanted to follow up with a, a couple of polls. So we made that joke. I made that joke with Amy. Um, when we had Sophie Schmidt on that Sophie was going to replace her. So who who goes on Twitter but our friend James Sharman, and he puts out, uh, who would Sophie replace on Footy Prime? And he makes a poll and put, puts Craig and Jimmy. And <laughs> our, friend, our friend Carrie Ryan says, hey, James, a note on polls. You can add more than two options. And she says, I fixed it for you. So in the first poll... Jimmy was the person to be voted off at 58%. What? Yep. Sorry, Jimmy. But with Craig, Jimmy, and James Sharman, the poll that Carrie put up, Sharms wins by 76.2%. You're all motherfuckers. A big fuck you to James Sharman. By the way, you can actually add more names, Sharms. (laughs) I was aware of that. I do yeah, post well, quite frequently. Oh, well, you, 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 quite aware that you know that too. <laughs> and then the other one is uh, yeah. responding to adding Amy to our podcast. It's uh, Alex Linus who reached out and just said, can't think of anything else. He just wanted to say how great we're doing. Tell yourself and the guys to keep up the great work. You really put great perspective and knowledge to the topics while keeping the banter alive, especially Wonger's tangents. So there you go. Nice. People like yeah. Amy. It's good to see isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I don't know. Because we're all <laughs> on <a> time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. You know, is she on a probation period or what's the deal? Hey, Jimmy? Uh, Amy? Who? It's Amy? up to you guys. You guys are She's the former probation, national right? players. Yeah. yeah, everybody's really high on her. Everybody likes her a lot. And I'm not sure about Yeah, that. but they like Jimmy at first too, right? And yeah. Yeah. Novelty. That wears off. What I've learned, though, actually, when we do these kind of polls and have these kind of jokes is that the ex-players in these shows always are the most popular people than the mm-hmm. actual hosts and producers, simply mm-hmm. because, oh, you know, they have such nostalgia for watching Craig play and Jimmy play, and yeah, they wore the maple leaf with such pride. Whatever. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Whatever. I think it's just because you're, you're crap. <laughs> it could be that, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty more likely actually. He's just uh, shit. If, if you're like Bob Costas or something like that, I mean, oh, that would be old. Bob Costas couldn't handle you, idiots. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, way true. too slick. No, we all can't. right. Um, so I've got to go now. Well, before you go, our well, under 17 team has qualified. They're oh, it's finished now. It's over, uh, I think, but they're uh, they're comfortable. Three 0 up in the 89th minute last time I heard. So that's huge. They're, they're going to the U17 World Cup. Go on, the Canadians. Now they'll be. Where, where is that World Cup? Good question. I'm not sure, but now they this actually takes them to the semifinals. I think they'll play the US next game too. Okay. So for the actual U17 Concacaf Championship, but the most important thing was getting through this game, which surprising was against Puerto Rico out of all countries, or. Well, let's they, just hope that the World Cup's somewhere close so they can drive. Yeah, exactly. Because there's no money left. <laughs> exactly. It's in Woodbridge. It's in Woodbridge. 
<laughs> Perfect. Me and Jimmy, me and Jimmy, we can pedal. We'll, we'll get one of those like unicycle things. We'll take them all. We'll, yeah, we'll take the team. <laughs> yeah. As long, on, as, can, as long as it's on that strip of land all the way to South America, we can get them there. <laughs> we'll get them there. We've been on all those camel rides. Haven't we, we just? Haven't we just? All right. No stop bets. That's the place to make all your money. Footybets.ca. Yep. And of course, to watch all your games from England to the national team to France, fubotv.com slash footy prime. That's the place. We're back on Friday. We were hoping to get a guest today, as you know. That's been pushed back a, a few days, but bear with us. Matt Scrapo is on his way to footy prime at some point. Keep people by Keep buying newspapers. <laughs> Easy for me to say. <laughs> and cheers for listening. <laughs> no wonder people hate me. Fuck. Actually, we were before you, uh, before we saw you, we were talking about uh, I think a couple podcasts ago just how great you are, man. You're awesome. Oh, stop it, dude. You're you one of the best. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.